Minnow Middle got you down. Crush your sugar cravings with delicious all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause. Created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at BossaBars.com and save 10% with code HOTCOOL10. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And on today's show, we are going to talk about femtech and fem aging. And those are two topics that you might not be too familiar with. So we thought we'd start the conversation by kind of explaining what that is. Femtech is a fancy word for just combining money to brands for women's health. So at about 2016, phrase was coined, and it basically is just connecting funding sources to women's health companies that either are technology-related, service-related, solution-related, and funding them. And that's what femtech means. Now, with Femtech, it's all women's health. So you're talking any age of female. However, women over 40 were not getting the funding that they really needed for women's health issues, not just menopause, but mental health, physical health. And so our guest today, Denise Pines, co-authored a report called the 2020 Health and Tech Report, which created the new concept of fem aging which is femtech for women over 40, basically. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about brands and products that should be addressing our 40-plus market but don't have the funding that they need, especially in the African-American community. The report showed that women over 40 are concerned about their health, but they're not getting the information that they need. And I think it's like 11 times more likely that African-American women aren't getting the services and products that they need. So who is Denise Pines, our guest? Denise is the founder of Wise Pause, which is an educational platform online. You can check wisepause.com. She's also the founder of T-Botanicals, and she is an expert in the health industry. So she's out of California. She does a lot with women's health, especially women's health over 40. She's actually doing a Wise Pause event on March 26th. It will be online, so it will be virtual. They will be having experts and speakers talk about everything from loving your age to what's happening to our brains to what's happening in women's health, intuitive eating, how CBD oil And um, THC can help with menopausal symptoms and just a host of experts. We are helping as much as we can virtually, but Bridget and I will actually be attending the in-person event in September. We're going to let you know all about it. But if you'd like to go to the Wise Pause virtual event, Denise has been thoughtful enough to give us a promo code, which will get you 50% off. And that promo code is HOTWP. So H-O-T-W-P, it is going to be chock full of information for women over 40 in the health world. Bridget, I know you are a strong advocate on women's health. Absolutely. And I thought it was so neat what she is trying to do where she wants to have doctors become more informed. So you'll hear about that in our interview as well and how that is not always the doctor's fault that they are not informed in the areas of menopause or women's aging, that they just weren't educated themselves. And I know if you listen to a lot of our podcasts, 
you're going to realize that as well. But she is really trying to get their hours increased where they have to do continuing education to have it increased to include women's uh, menopausal care, aging care, for, you'll find out, gynecologists and family practitioners and internists. And I think that's really amazing. That's something that is needed so badly. And I think it's great that she's taking this on with her wise pause. And and I agree with you because it's not just about menopause, it's postmenopausal women. You know, you are postmenopausal. I am dreaming of a day where I will be postmenopausal and all the issues that come with that. But Femtech needs to increase their funding for women's health over 40 because it is unique and it's different. And it's great that they're pouring all this funding into maternal health care. It's needed. But so is that time where we no longer need maternal health care, but we are now having, you know, bone health and memory health and so many other issues that might be unique and different to a woman over 40 that needs to be addressed as well. So Denise has really kind of taken this on and she's doing a great job. And we have a really interesting conversation with her today. Before we get started with that, we want to remind you guys that we are in week four of March Menopause Madness. Does it seem like the month of March is never ending? It is dragging. I know today while we're recording it, this, we're in our third week, but do we have five weeks or are we in our five weeks? I don't even I think we're in our fourth week and there are five weeks. It's like never ending March. I thought January was long. But the bright spot in our March um, craziness is March Menopause Madness. And What that is, is we are partnering with my sister's perimenopause app and Womaness products. We love our Womaness products. You know that. We are doing IG Lives, informational sessions, newsletters, and giveaways because we know everyone loves a good giveaway. So this week, week four, is all about better solutions. And they are going to be giving away here, there, and everywhere wipes, which Bridget, I know, keeps in her car. Even my tennis bag. I mean, if you're out sweaty and then you, you know, you're sweaty and you got to go to a restaurant, it's so great to have those wipes there, too. So that's included. So you have a personal testimonial for it. Also, they're going to be giving away Gone in a Flash, which is a hot flash spray. So if you're getting a hot flash, you can just keep it in your purse, spray it. You're good. And go-go liners, because the reality is if we jump, if we run, if we sneeze, if we cough, there's a, you know, there's something to pay for that. And if you have a go-go liner on, it's okay. You're comfortable. So those are great as well. And they're really addressed for women over 40. If you would like to enter for the giveaway, you can enter through Sunday. You just go on hotflashescooltopics.com. You will see the link right there. Press to enter. And we would love to give this away to one of our listeners. We're going to let Denise Pines take over. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, everybody. We are so thrilled today to have Denise Pines on. So welcome, Denise. Thank you. It's great to be here. There are a couple of things that I was really excited to talk to you about, Denise. And the, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is how you have really been working with Femme Aging, which is kind of create uh, connecting investors to inventors. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about and why sure. it's so important for our demographic to be able to find those investors for products that help us? So how it came about was just reading over the years, I've been reading a lot about femtech. And when I started to look at what femtech was and all the classifications, 
it was really everything that had to do with the childbearing years. So it was fertility, pregnancy, and period. But when it came to 40 plus women, there was like no technology solutions at all in any of the articles or anything that got featured. And I just had this thought in my mind, like, where is the femme aging solutions? And then suddenly I was like, I think I've coined the word. And so I said, <laughs> this word is going to be innovations that focus specifically on health and wellness needs of women ages 40 plus, right? So that's it. Those can be nutraceuticals. It can be devices, diagnostics, wearables, pharmaceuticals, clothing, um, beauty, um, so I didn't limit what it was going to be. So because I believe those are innovations, right? Um, because you have to think differently about the clothing. You have to think differently about what the beauty um, contents or ingredients are going to be. And so this then led me to saying, let me put together a report. Let me put something out in the universe that can be a roadmap for innovators, a roadmap for healthcare companies, and a roadmap for investors to invest in these products. And that we wanted to be able to have this report include what women wanted. You know, women are always told what they want as opposed to us saying, here's what we want. Hey, go make that. So this is a report that's about what women said that they want, what was important to them at this point in their life, and what they believe you know, really did not exist for them. And then unveiling some surprises, like the fact that, you know, over 30% of women in this age group um, use voice-enabled devices. And when we looked at the solutions that were out there currently for women 40 plus, there was not one solution that was voice-enabled, right? So wow. now we have this report that revealed that. So if you're going to make something for her, make something that's voice-enabled, Right. Um, and it, we also highlighted, you know, that this group of women is almost as large as the childbearing group. And yet this woman, this group has more money, right? We're more influential. We're more politically connected. And, you know, we have overall just more experience. So we are, a re I call us super consumers because when we get to this, this stage in life, we are not using those products that we use back in our 20s because they're just not effective. We, our skin is drier, our hair is frizzier. We, we change products quite often, even in our clothing. Um, now, we might not be, you know, that target that's running out to get a new cell phone every time the cell phone comes out, right? Because I believe, like, I'm going to keep this cell phone until the cell phone dies, and then I'll get the latest version of the cell phone. So we're not quite that kind of consumer, but we are changing particular products quite frequently. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is to get brands to recognize, like, this consumer group is just as viable as that 18 to 35 that they tend to focus on. Yeah, I cannot agree more. I mean, Colleen and I have been saying that for since we started this podcast. So what are some roadblocks you've run into when you try to get people to listen to you or to get investors when it comes to women that are menopausal or pre, uh, perimenopausal? You know, I, I have to be honest, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking maybe I just haven't got out into the zeitgeist enough, but I have not had any resistance. I mean, I've gone on television, major television shows talking about menopause, 
um, you know, reporters talking about menopause. I talk to every man about menopause that I can. You know, one day I was talking to my brother. He's like, oh, my God, here we go with the menopause. I know everything about menopause now, Denise, right? Um, and so it's like constantly part of my talk. I mean, I'll go to the gym and a, a guy will come over and say, Denise, you know, um, you know, my wife is experiencing some menopause stuff. And I hear like, maybe you can help her out. Right. And I'm like, okay, how did this get around the gym? But I just constantly talk about it. So, you know, if you're uncomfortable about it, I'm really not caring about it. Right. I'm going to talk to you about it. I'm going to talk to you about every different things. I'm going to talk to men about themselves. I mean, men have man pause. Um, they're just not allowed to talk about the fact that they get hot flashes too, um, that their libido or, you know, their sex drive goes down, um, that they have dry, excessive dry skin, that, um, you know, their hair changes. You know, obviously we see it in, in losing their hair, but also the texture of their hair. And so they want to be talked to too, but there's definitely not a comfort zone for them. You know, women, we've just been way too silent for too long um, and is now, you know, at our demise. And what I mean by that is there's no solutions for us um, because we have not been talking about it. And the one thing that had been on the market, you know, years ago, which was hormone replacement therapy, once all the controversy around that went out the door and doctors stopped prescribing that for women, they literally left those doctors with no other solutions. They didn't help guide them to, if you're not going to do this, then how do you help this woman who's coming in to see you? And so those are the doctors that women are seeing today. We often talk about the fact that the doctors simply aren't caught up in the most are not as educated in menopause as they should be and don't know the solutions. Sometimes they're as much as 15 years behind where they should be. And that's really just from lack of you know, education in the area. What do investors, when you um, pitch a product to an investor, what has been the response? Because I know we talked to a couple different companies that sought invest, investments from different investors and they didn't get the best responses. They were like, I'm not sure that this is going to work in the market. You know, we have to educate them on the market size. First, you need to educate them on the market size. They need to understand that the market size is big. And then you have to educate them on what is the major pain point, right? We need to really drill in this pain point. One of the challenges that I see in terms of the investment world, you either got really young male investors or you have older male investors. Young male investors completely typically are disconnected from their moms. And so even though they may have a mom suffering through menopause, that mom is not sharing that experience. You have the older male who the woman is hiding her, 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 her symptoms. And so he will say, uh, well, my wife isn't, she doesn't have any problems. Yeah, your wife has a bunch of problems. She's just not sharing it with you. So that is the challenge of them believing that there's that this is a thing that really happens. So, you know, so part of it is, is showing how big the pain point is, showing how big the market size is, and then showing, you know, uniquely what it is that, you know, your device or, uh, your clothing or your beauty product is going to solve and the, you know, the potential, um, you know, financials of that. I mean, that's all investors want to know. They don't, they don't, you know, I mean, 
invest, if, you know, investors aren't these super brilliant rocket science guys. So when some rocket science, you know, technology comes before them, they don't know what the heck to ask the questions around that. What do they want to know? How big, what is it really solving? What, how big is the pain point? Uh, how big is the market for this? You know, meaning, are people, am I going to make my money, whatever my mindset, if it's, you know, I, I want to look for 40x return or I'm one of those 20x return people, you know, that's really it. So that's where we have to, you know, kind of keep the pre presentation around. I think we have to really just be clear um, about that, um, really be clear about how difficult, you know, menopause is for women, what the multiplicity of symptoms that that women experience to also let them know like, gosh, there's, you know, this quote unquote 600 billion marketplace because there's 31 plus symptoms. There really is 61 symptoms, but you know, there's typically around 34 symptoms that tend to be what a, a lot of women experience. So you imagine trying to find a solution for, you know, 34 symptoms, that's huge marketplace right there. It is. And then we were also talking, were you wanting to ask more, Colleen, about well, this? Well, no, I was just saying, you know, you you have to spend your time educating the doctor. You have to spend your time educating the financial investors. And then you have to spend your time educating the marketing companies because they want to know where they're going to place. They want millennial, millennial marketing, even though, and we've said this a hundred times, we are the powerful consumers Half the time, the millennials are using our credit cards to purchase the products <laughs> that they're being marketed to. They still don't know what to do with us. And it's such a frustrating, you know, we hear it time and time again. We are the ones having to take the time to educate at every single step. Does that get frustrating for you? Um, it does. You know, so, so what you have in these two different age groups is, you have young people who are getting started in, in life. So they're getting, so they're making lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of purchasing decisions. We are establishing life. We are not making lots and lots. We're not going to Ikea every five seconds to put some piece of furniture in our house. We've got our house, we've got our furniture. So we have to look at ourselves of what kind of brands do we do consume a lot and we have to go to those brands and speak to those brands about we are a super consumer. We buy frequently. We buy a lot more than what a young person would buy. So we got to identify who our brands are, right? And show them, you know, we buy like the 18 to 35 years in these things. Um, and then these things, no, we're not buying. I'm not going to Ikea to buy furniture. So I'm not, like, you don't need to, I would never have a Kia as a, as a partner for anything that I'm doing. <laughs> right there with you. We're done putting furniture together. Yeah. We're yes. done, yes, yes. done assembly, right? Yes. We're done assembly. But yes. like Michael's, you know, the Michael's, you know, crafty thing, you know, um, as that, we, too. right. Right. <laughs> we, we, you know, we'll, you know, that would, that's a target for us. Right. I mean, so there are those brands that are for us. We can't, say all brands are for us, not all for us, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of the example I used about the cell phone. I'm not replacing my cell phone every time you come out with 10.35 iPhone. I'm just <laughs> not gonna... <laughs> You know what I mean? I swear, I feel like the minute I bought my Samsung and 
walked out the door, a new one came in the, oh, yeah. in the back door, right? Like, it's like a car. You buy yeah. the car, and as soon as it goes off the lot, there's another car. There's another, another car, car right? right? So we're not those kind of consumers, but even in these products, we are a particular kind of consumer, right? Um, you know, even with cars, what we found in the research that we do with WisePods is that um, women are looking to buy a new car. And you know why? Because they're done with the van or they're done with the SUV. They bought cars for other people. Those cars were for other people that wasn't for them. It was to cart everybody around to everything they had to do. And it's like, now I don't want that big old vehicle. Like there's not even parking spaces for SUVs. I mean, I can't believe Ford made a decision that they're not doing cars anymore. But, you know, women don't want those. They want a car that's like, you know, who they think they are, they're part of their personality or that car they've always wanted, you know. Um, so they're actually buying cars at this age. Um, so, you know, we've got to look at who are the brands, what are the brands we're buying at frequency and go to those brands and start talking to them about us. Mm-hmm. When you said cars, I went, yeah, those seats that have air coming out, not just heated seats, <laughs> but air coming out of the seats. Um, <laughs> yes. The, you know, I was also thinking about with doctors and I know um, it's happened to me and I've listened to you on some other podcasts before. And I know that a lot of doctors, like you said, they may be, they're very limited um in menopause and the area that they're educated. Can you share a little bit about that and what you're trying to do to change that? Yeah, sure. I mean, there was a study that was done in 2017 um, that um, uh, So residents are, you know, several years out of medical school, fresh knowledge, surveyed them and only 26% of them could answer any questions around perimenopause, menopause stage. Right out, of, right out of medical school, one of the things that I'm doing is we now need to get that kind of survey with current practicing doctors. So I'm partnering with the current president of the Menopause Society, and we are going to um, survey um, doctors here in the state of California because the state of California licenses the most doctors in the entire country. We license 145,000, and the state next to us is New York at 80,000. So we'll have a great representative sample because, you know, we've got urban, you know, we've got suburban, and we've got rural in this state. And, um, And to reveal the knowledge and the knowledge gap in treatment and management of menopause. So then we will have a story. We've got them coming out, no knowledge. We've got them practicing, no knowledge. And this is not to cast aspersion on physicians. What it is is to solve the problem of women who go to see these physicians and not getting treatment to get treatment. So one is to look at, for those doctors who are currently practicing, to create a, a CME, which is their educational credits. They have to do 40 hours of educational credits every two years in order to retain their license. So to look at those who are OBGYNs, internists, um, general uh, family practice doctors and endocrinologists that they have to mandatory take a menopause CME, right? And then go to the medical schools and talk with program directors to look, reevaluate the curriculum of the woman's life stage 
and teach a more comprehensive in-part life stage so that those medical students, when they come out, can answer a test about women who are in menopausal state. I think that's fantastic. That's not, it's just something we've been looking for. I feel like Colleen and I have talked about that mm-hmm. so much and thought, this is what we've been looking for. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. I would love to see the results. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Done. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'll come back on and we can yes. talk about, like, oh, yeah. you know, here are the results, you know, woof, what do we do? Um, and again, this is not to cast aspersion, but I, if I hear one, 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 more, one more woman tell me, I'm, I went to the doctor and my doctor either um, printed some paper out for me to read about menopause or told me, like, just grind through it. You know, it's going to only last for about four or five years. Well, why would I want to have any discomfort for four or five? I mean, like, really? I mean, this is the stuff that physicians, you know, tell people um, or to automatically give you estrogen. And that not, might not even be what your challenge is. Right. Um, so, you know, women, women deserve better. Yes, we do. Absolutely. And that's what I think everyone is trying to work together to do. And that's why it's such an amazing community when we talk to people like you and and to all these other companies that are just trying to change the narrative around menopause, that it's not a death sentence, that it's just it's just basically we someone once called it reverse puberty with wisdom. And I thought that that was such a and great And chin way. hairs. And chin hairs. And chin hairs. Yeah. Yes. So reverse <laughs> puberty with wisdom and chin hairs. There you go, Bridget. I like that. We'll just keep adding on to that sentence. Yes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get into a little bit about Wise Paws and why you created okay. that and what it is. So I created Wise Paws because, um, you know, I felt like I was all the women who, who actually go to Wise Paws. I felt like I was that woman who ended up having a hot flash felt I was caught off guard with it, um, could not believe that it, it had happened to me. I don't know why, maybe because my mother didn't have hot flashes. My friends had had hot flashes, you know, years prior, and I had no empathy for them. I, you know, they would get hot at a dinner table. I'd be like, go outside, you know? You know, you're like, oh, let's turn on the air. Let's open up that window, you know? <laughs> like, no empathy. And, I, and of course... You know, when you kind of like that was my karma. So I get it. And, you know, I'm really into like, you know, personally holistic for myself um, and, you know, contacted my doctor and said, hey, you know, I've got these hot flashes. You know, what can we do about it? And he had shared with me this tea. And so we, you know, kind of got together, studied a lot and put this tea together. And having had that product had me out obviously talking to lots and lots of women. And I found so many women suffering from so many different things and opening up and, and, and confessing, like for the first time saying, I never told anyone that, oh my God, you know, like they might tell me about their incontinence and they go, oh my God, oh my God, I never told anybody, I never told anybody. And I'm like, it's okay, it's safe, you're safe, right? And I thought, I need to create a safe space for women to go to who are all having whatever their symptom is, to be able to be with like-minded women, right? Experiencing those same things and to bring the best midlife experts to them since I was in a position to be able to do that, right? And so that's what I did. So I created this event. It was all day. And we talked about everything from incontinence, vaginal, you know, various vaginal issues, um, sexual health, um, uh, 
how to dress for the body that we have now, right? You may have had a flat stomach, uh, you don't have one now, but you don't have to wear a box clothes, right? <laughs> you know, how to do that. Um, I always brought in a comedian, so let's have fun about it, right? Um, uh, we would always have a keynote, be any kind of person. Um, this time we had someone who taught us how to do tapping. I'm really big in, um, in therapeutics. Um, I believe that, you know, modalities, we don't use those enough to, you know, reduce the stress in our lives, right? Um, and that there's so many, you know, different things that we can do. And so I bring a lot of that to the table as well. Then, of course, we, I bring, um, I do a roundtable conversation with doctors. You know, I'll have an OBGYN. I'll have a, maybe a naturopath and a functional doctor. So a doctor who will be, you know, both believes in naturopath um, and alternative solutions as well as been trained traditionally and has an MD. And we have, we'll talk about everything, hormones. We talk about questions. What should you be asking your doctor? We talk about what are the most effective tests to figure out where your hormones are. Um, we will talk about autoimmune disease. Why does that happen? Why all of a sudden, you know, I turned 45 and now I can't eat a piece of cheese without my stomach not not right? So we talk about all of these things. We talk about um, bioidenticals, exactly what are those? We talk about hormone replacement therapy. What is that? We talk about can um, menopause be treated naturally? And if so, what are some of those solutions? So we have this really very interesting um, uh, conversation. And then we do something where we just have a doctor and all, all everybody's questions that they've submitted in, I just read them off to her. Here's a question. I'm 41 years old and um, this is happening to me, right? My hair is starting to thin. What may be going on? What can I do? So we do that. Do you know? We talk about hair thinning. Um, we talk about nutrition. We talk about fitness. How do you, what kind of exercise do you need to do as you get older? You actually need to do short, fast, you know, if you want to change your body, you know, you know, if you're like, oh, I, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever. Um, the way you lost that, you know, kind of before 40 is different to how you're going to lose that after 40, right? So we oh, have a yes. fitness expert <laughs> who talks about that. And he talks about fitness, not from, um, you know, a looking better standpoint, but a being better internally standpoint and helping people understand, you know, what fitness really means, why, you know, that it's an energy source and how the body always is looking to have energy. And so when we don't do anything. We find ourselves not having, you know, a lot of energy to, to go long hauls in anything that we're doing. Part of it is that we don't have enough movement in ourselves to do that. The past one was virtual. Is that right? The past one that you did? Was yes. Virtual? Yeah, the one, ever yes. since um, COVID happened. So we did these as physical events. And then when COVID came, we um, switched to virtual, which was great because it actually allowed me to bring in some international doctors, right? Because um, they're, you know, on an international level, I would say they're a bit more progressive and different kinds of solutions. So it allowed us to introduce some of those solutions. Right. It's so interesting. We always, we've talked to a lot of women from uh, the United Kingdom okay. and they really seem to be a little bit ahead of this. And I think it was just last week that they went to parliament, something was passed in parliament uh, yes. Yes. Where 
I, I think it was something with medical care or something with women uh, and their medical care through menopause. And it was a really big deal in their uh, menopause poster campaign. Even in our healthcare, um, um, even in the, na- the, the, the National Institute of Health, there is no code for menopause. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, so we are very much behind and we, we have to, you know, it was interesting. The UK was super far below us, mm-hmm. but what happened in the UK, why they had to accelerate and why, you know, they went complete policy, right? So they went completely policy on how to make the change, right? As opposed to the way we, what we're doing is having little conversations, right? right? Um, but we've been having conversations and we had established the, you know, the, um, uh, the menopause society, the national menopause society has been around for a long time. We had established that they hadn't had anything like that, but what happens, they were finding, you know, that their workforce was reducing the women in their forties, the fifties were, were leaving the workforce at mass. And because they live in a socialist society, you know, they could still get money, right? It's not quite, you know, the way it, it works here, right? And um, they realized they could not have mass exodus of this age group of women because their society is not like our society. They don't have a millennial coming behind Gen X or Y or Z or Z or boomers, right? <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you know, I'm confused by the, the number. They don't have a Gen Z population large coming up. They need those women to stay in the workforce. That's not what we have in this in the US. So do we don't have anything that's desperately making us do this? You know, it's a will issue in, in our country, right? So, you know, it, it's it's we've got plenty of other people to work work in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So we don't need, we don't have, we didn't have the same kind of pressure that they had. That's why they had to make it policy, right? They had to make it policy so that the women could hold the employers accountable, right? So that was Thank the big difference between that. why they've progressed so fast. We have said on many occasions that they're about a year, year and a half ahead of where we are in the conversation and we couldn't figure out why. And that, but that makes sense. Now it that's makes the sense. That's the why. Yeah, that's the why. I love getting answers to questions. <laughs> Every time we talk to somebody, we learn we learning. Yes. And we say, why can why can we not get all these amazing voices out there in one room where everyone can hear them? And that's why Wise Pause, I think, is such a great, you know, organization, day, event. I think it should be a weekend event because that's a lot more. <laughs> so I'm saying, think about it. We're definitely going to do um, March. It will be a, um, a virtual. Um, we're looking at doing sort of like, um, we'll have it at the end of March. Um, and then we're going to have, um, we're going to go back to the physical in September. It's an all glass venue. So just great light It's up in the hills. So, you know, you're surrounded by, you know, uh, nature. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. Wow. Well, we are excited to say that we're going to definitely be there. Let us know. We'll get the plane tickets. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love to get the word out. You know, yeah. if we yeah. can talk to those experts 
on the floor when they're doing these conversations, getting maybe our listeners will hear a question that they had, but they didn't have anybody to ask it to. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you're having an expert answer their direct question. And it's so needed. They're there for this discussion. Uh, I feel like, yeah, they're there. They know what to expect or they are there for this discussion of menopause and perimenopause. And that just takes something, you know, just add something to it actually I know a lot of women feel like if they go to their doctor or if it's their general practitioner, they may not be listened to or they may not. The doctor just hasn't been educated in that area. So, And I think we have to give, um, you know, I tell women all the time, it is okay to leave your doctor. I mean, the doctor that deliver your babies may not be the doctor who has strategies for you at this point in your time. And it's okay. It's okay that you left that doctor who you've been going to for 25 years. If you're going and they are not helping you, I mean, they're not helping you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with them. Right. It's It's just just, they don't have it. They don't have the solutions. And you're going to, and you're suffering. Right. You're suffering. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. there are people who can help you. I will say, I wish, I wish I could say there was a lot and there's not really a lot, but there are, they do exist. You know, they do exist in your city um, or maybe the city next to you, but they, they definitely do. And on WisePause, we list all of the doctors that we have. So you can go to them. A lot of these doctors now with telehealth, they work remote with you. Um, they will send you to a lab in your city to get the, you know, the test that they need to have. They can review that with you. They can discuss. They can, um, you know, narrow down what they think might be happening. If you have autoimmune disease, they, the kinds of tests they do really drill down. I mean, the kind of generic tests that we get just when we go and get a physical is so beyond basic. It doesn't reveal enough, right? Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't tell you if you have a parasite or mold or copper or other metals in your body that may actually be causing these problems. It simply just looks at, you know, blood levels and glucose and um, cholesterol. And those are all great. Those are, you know, basic to me, like basic barometers. But there's stuff that, you know, is goes, you know, layers deep that are the things that really cause the problem. Right. And that's what a lot of these midlife experts, they do. And they figure that out. Because it could be that you have metals in your system, right? Like I had lead like on the left side and my hair was like coming out on the left side of my hair. I was like, what the heck is going on? And found out for whatever reason, I don't know how I got the lead. Um, I do like tuna, so it could have been that. But I had lead, like lead, leading on the side of my, of my head. And so we worked to, um, you know, pull that out you know, to, to eat, there's, um, there's foods and there's vegetables and fruits that you can use that actually cling on to lead like particles and then, uh, you know, and, and drag those out of your system. Wow. That is incredible. Well, one thing about allergies, it was funny because yesterday I was talking to my team and we're talking about wise pause and some new topics. And one said, what about allergies? And I said, you know, allergy isn't a menopausal symptom. It, it appears as if it is, but what it really is, is that you actually have um, been allergic to something for a long time and your body has been able to deal with it, 
but now you're 25 years in to like being overwhelmed by that and it no longer can deal with it, right? So latex could have been something that you really had, a, you know, a, a, a reaction to really 25 years ago. But now your system is like, I, I can't even deal with that now. Right? I can't take it anymore. I can't, I can't take, take it, it anymore. anymore. Yes. It, yeah. Right? That's so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. is that more like a functional doctor that's going to test for things like that, that, you know, your primary may not even think to test for? It's definitely going to be a functional um, or a natural path that is going to test at that level of detail. Your regular doctor is not going to test. Your regular doctor is just going to do basic tests. If they discover something in the basic test, then they'll run sort of a next test. But, you know, they're just not um, they're just not testing quite at that level. And I get it. You know, it depends on what your healthcare is, um, because so some of those next level tests cost um you know, significantly more money. But I think there are just certain basic tests that once you reach a certain age that should just be performed on you. Um, one is a vitamin D test. Um, vitamin D levels get really low um, in women. And when they get low, you start um, having fatigue and you also start having a sense of sadness, um, maybe feeling depressed. And you could be like, Everything is going great in my life. Why do I have this kind of weird or being feeling about myself, right? And I had I had it happen to me, so I, I kind of know. I, I didn't have the weird orbiting feeling, but I was always fatigued. And um, I um, someone said, maybe it's your vitamin D level. Um, and so I went and asked my doctor, I, I like to get a vitamin D um, test. And we, they're like, oh, we really don't do that. And I said, you know, I really would like it. And then, you know, they were like, well, we really don't do that. And I said, well, you know, did I tell you who I am? Did I tell you I'm on a medical board of California? I want to test, right? And, it's like, <laughs> um, and it revealed that I had a significantly low vitamin D level. Right. And, you know, then it was like, oh, my goodness, we got to get your vitamin D level up. Um, And that fatigue that I had over a few weeks started to dissipate. Right. So vitamin D is something that can, you know, really come down. And especially because right now everyone has been inside. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody has been inside for a long time. Definitely in 2020. We were in 2020 to the early part of 2021. We were significantly indoors. And not, you know, not really being outside. So um, I'm sure there's quite a few people who might be experiencing some some strange feelings. And it could just simply be that their vitamin D level is low. Denise, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about all this. It's been a great conversation. We're excited for March and for September. We really appreciate everything you are doing to get the word out on menopause. So I'll just tell people you go to wisepause.com. And then for the fem aging, the the investor thing that we um, do, where we bring folks together and we do pitch competitions, um, that's just simply femaging.com. And then tbotanics.com. The show notes will have the links to all of your organizations as well. So they can, okay, if they didn't catch it fast enough or they don't have a pen ready, just go online to hotflashescooltopics.com, click on this episode, and you'll have all the information. Yeah. There. So thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Bridget. This has been great. Thank you so much, Denise, for being on our show today. It is so interesting to hear about Femtech.
Tech and Wise Paws and Tea Botanicals and everything that you are doing for women to make women's health and mature women's health really a priority. Don't forget to go March 26th to check out Wise Paws and remember the code that you can use Hot WP and that I think stands for Hot Flashes and Wise Paws. I'm just yes, it does. <laughs> a good guess there. <laughs> Me and my brain are taking that, you know, there. But it, I think it's amazing what she's doing and she's really addressing a much needed area in women's health. And I really appreciate that. I agree. And if you have any uh, questions about it, you could check out our show notes. Go to our website, hotflasheskooltopics.com. There'll be a link to Wise Paws there. There'll be the promo code so you can, in case you forget it or you don't write it down. And it will be all day starting at 8.30 is the welcome and it'll take you through till 5. So it's chock full. And also make sure to enter the giveaway. It's week four. We have some great prizes from Woman S. We are enjoying our March Menopause Madness because I don't watch basketball. So this is a much better alternative. <laughs> well, my team was out early. So Oh, oh sorry, Bridget. But yeah. you can, you, it, they were gone in a flash, right? They were <laughs> gone in a hot flash. Yes, they sure were. But yeah. We are actually going to have a bonus episode up this week on Friday with um one of our fav with one of our favorite guests, Amanda Thebe. So make sure to check that one out. Have a great week, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.